At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. A reminder that Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast is going to join us in this third and final hour for us today, Wes. And we'll get his plays for the weekend. Very interesting. We just saw uh, one of our correspondents we've had all year long. Love having him on the program. Of course, VEASAN contributor Will Hill just tweeted out, I love punts from the 39-yard line. So, Wes, mm-hmm. the Titans did just punt back to Cincinnati. Now, they did pin them deep here uh, inside. It looks about the inside the 15-yard line. The 12, line yep. At the 12. What do you make of that? Because they tried to do the old, you know, get them to jump off sides. Maybe those five yards would have got them into field goal range. It was, what, I believe fourth and 10 from the 39-yard mm-hmm. line. The strategy, does it change in the postseason? Because I think in the regular season, that's a go for it or try the long yeah. field goal scenario. Yeah, and I think you kind of saw that a little bit last week, especially in that San Francisco-Dallas game where, you know, it's kind of a judgment call, and both those coaches, Cal Shanahan and Mike McCarthy, respectively, elect to kick field goals instead of going for it on fourth down. Now, this was fourth and 11 from the 39. It wasn't exactly fourth and one here. However, I do think in the postseason that does change a little bit because the game is so early. And if you look, this has been a slow start for both teams offensively. Mm-hmm. The live total at BetMGM right now down to 44 and a half uh, Tennessee Titans minus two and a half minus a buck 35 on the money line so the pressure's getting home a little bit on both sides here Bengals only 24 yards so far and three drives Tennessee only 15 yards only averaging a paltry 1.5 yards a play so I think that's what Vrabel is electing to do and I know Jeff Jarrett mentioned field position in terms of the uh, punting unit Whoa. with uh, with uh, Brett Kern but uh, meanwhile speaking yeah, of field position that just change very quickly. We mentioned earlier in the first hour, the, the first hour, the over-under for the longest reception, excuse me, completion for Joe Burrow, I believe is about 39 and a half. The over just That's hit. gone over. That's now <laughs> yeah, gone over. 50, 57 yards, by the way, to Jamar Chase, and we mentioned that, talking about that while we kind of lean to Burrow. Jamar Chase, if he gets the football <laughs> and he gets some space, he's going to make a lot of dudes miss, and he's going to be able to run away, guys. And what a catch, because that was out of his range. Yeah. Jamar 
Chase had to reach for that. Fulton kind of overplays the tackle, doesn't break down, and once he makes the first man miss, he's going to be off to the races, so a 57-yard completion. Uh, that's the bar now for Ryan Tannehill to catch that prop if you who has the longest pass of the game because Joe Burrow, clearly the leader in the clubhouse after that as we got some razzle-dazzle on this next play. Yeah, it looks like they're going to stop Jamar Chase, but they try to get the ball. Look, i, I got to give Zach Taylor a little bit of credit here. He's getting the ball in his playmaker's hands early uh, in this one. By the way, six receptions now of 50 or more yards for Jamar Chase. He just He's a game-breaker, that is for sure. But you mentioned the over-under now, and the uh, it, that's going to change now. It's off the board, but it was down to 44.5 here, Wes. So it's starting to get that under feel. But, again, we'll find out if the Bengals can get more points here. But another sack coming, so it's going to be third and long. So even though they're now getting some big plays, they got the turnover, they're not necessarily cashing this in for more than potential field goals. So we'll keep that... Uh, in mind here. That's, that's three sacks already for the Tennessee Titans here. Is, uh, that's what the concern Ooh. was for the Bengals here is can this offensive line withstand that pass rush? And we know, you know, the line has improved from last year when Joe Burrow got hurt in the middle of the season was obviously out, but they're getting beat up front wow. Cincinnati with this Tennessee pass rush. So now we are going to get third and 14 from the 34-yard line. All right, so we'll see how that plays out here as the Bengals try to get more points, but right now it's a long field goal attempt if they don't get more, but they do get some yards here. They're going to be short of the first down, but closely a better yardage here for McPherson to trot out the rookie kicker who's been pretty good, so we'll see if that kick is in fact good. Let's get to some MVP odds here for the Super Bowl, and obviously this is an exercise, Wes, that's more than just, all right, well, who's going to win? Uh, who's going to be the MVP of the big game? It's going to be who's going to get to the big game here. So you can understand why Aaron Rodgers is the favorite here, plus 400 at BetMGM. Patrick Mahomes plus 500. But you see Brady and Josh Allen, and those are the two names I want to discuss first. Do we really believe both those teams eventually, Brady might not have to go on the road. Josh Allen's got to go on the road tomorrow to Kansas City. What do you make of their odds at plus 600? Yeah, those would be maybe the first guys I would look at if I wanted to skirt kind of the obvious guys with the two favorites with Rodgers and Mahomes. By the way, that field goal is good for McPherson, 45 yards out, a little over two minutes ago in the first quarter. Bengals up 6 nothing. We'll get you the live price here at BetMGM momentarily. But this is where you got to think, okay, who is going to make the Super Bowl? And we see the obvious quarterback bias there. The first eight choices on the board, obviously, are the eight remaining starting quarterbacks here <laughs> in uh, in the uh, divisional round weekend going forward. So, look, uh, my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the year, and I can stick with it because I still got them both alive, it was the Bills and the Rams. Yeah. Josh Allen, obviously, with that performance last Saturday night where they absolutely just steamrolled the Patriots from the opening kickoff, has drifted a little bit downwards to 6-1. to one. But one guy I might look at if you believe in the Rams here is Matthew Stafford at 10-1 to because this is a guy that's been much maligned. There is still doubt. Look, because he has not yet really done it on the road, he got his first playoff win on Monday night because he had three playoff games with the Lions, 0-3. They were the sixth seed every single time, so they were the bottom seed in the NFC in all of his playoff appearances. Now he's with a real team with some real talent around him on both sides of the ball. And I think Stafford, you know, let's say they make the Super Bowl and he kind of has like a pedestrian game. This could be like almost like a lifetime achievement award type of deal because this guy 
guy's been so maligned. Hey, this guy was the number one pick out of Georgia. We know he's got the goods. We know he's got the ability, but can he win the big one where if he just has kind of an okay game and gets to that Super Bowl, that maybe he's going to get at the benefit of the doubt. We kind of saw that actually with the great 18, Peyton Manning, right. where that rainy game in Miami had that nice little touchdown to Reggie Wayne, but it was kind of just an okay game by Peyton Manning standards. It was really the running game of combination of Dom Rhodes and Joseph Adai who really got that Colts that victory and kept that Bears defense on the field and wore them down. So, you know, that's why you often think quarterback's going to get the benefit of the doubt. I know there are extreme cases when nobody really stands out, like when De like when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl with uh, Dexter Jackson right. winning the MVP. Uh, you remember very well as a Cowboy guy, Larry Brown. Thank when you, Neil O'Donnell. O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, he, he was the, Neil O'Donnell's best receiver in that game, and he's got a Super Bowl MVP for the rest of his life because of that. So, you know, that's why you see, I think, the quarterback bias. Derrick Henry, because people want to bet a little to win a lot, so they want to find that long shot. So that's why you've seen Derrick Henry get a little bit of support, even though uh, they've been very slow to get the running game, at least early on. Five carries for 11 yards so far for Derrick Henry. And he's not in the lineup right now as they begin this next possession, second and nine here, down 6 nothing. a minute and a half to go in the first quarter. To the point about Derrick Henry here, he did open at 2,500. That has moved down now to plus 2,000 uh, at 20 to 1 there, you see, to be the Super Bowl MVP. But the biggest liabilities, he is the biggest liability for the books out here, is Derrick Henry, then Aaron Rodgers, which you would expect. The third name is the one that really surprises me. It's Debo Samuel. So you look at it, and again, mm -hmm. you, you look at the Niners' offense, and I've said this with you in the green zone throughout the season, the identity of that Niners' offense is Debo Samuel. It's not Jimmy G. It's Debo, right? So if they were somehow able to pull the upset today against Green Bay, they've already got one upset against Dallas, and Debo had a touchdown run. It was dominant in that game as well. Could you make a case for Debo in a, you know one game? It's for that game. You know they're going to feature him on offense, Wes. Is that a, actually a, a good play and a reason why he's a big liability for the books? Yeah, I think Debo would be one for the 49ers. You could also look at Cooper Cup, led the league in receptions this year, that, that he's a big weapon. So if you're betting Super Bowl futures, obviously the lesser teams you get, the more the numbers go down on the team market for the Super Bowl. So maybe a way to get a little bit more value is to bet, the, or at least a little bit more price, mm -hmm. would be for the uh, Super Bowl MVP. I don't want to confuse price with value necessarily here, but you're going to get a higher price on somebody like a Debo Samuel, who is really the game breaker, I think you could fairly call him in the 49ers offense. Same thing with Cooper Cup. Same thing perhaps with Devontae Adams if you're a Packer right. backer. We know Rodgers is going to get the support and he's the overwhelming favorite to win regular season MVP. And I think, you know, it's uh, it's a two-horse race at this standpoint. I think no matter how these playoffs shake out with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So, you know, Let's say Rodgers wins the regular season MVP, Green Bay wins the Super Bowl. Maybe they're not going to give him the Super Bowl MVP, and it might go to somebody like Devontae Adams, who you now see at BetMGM at 40-1. to 1. But, you know, I think guys do want to try to take a little bit of long shots, maybe, yeah. be, you know, bet a little to win a lot here. So that's why they're looking at a Debo or a Cooper Cup or a Devontae Adams. And then before you know it, it's some defensive player with just stupid odds on the board or no odds on the board altogether. 
together that wins the whole thing. All right, very quickly, we've come to the end of the first quarter in Tennessee, 6 nothing Cincinnati. So if you had Cincinnati in the first quarter, you can cash that ticket. The under, 6-under, uh, is going to get that win. Uh, so, again, underbackers and Bengal backers in the first quarter, you can cash those. But very quickly, when we come back to begin the second quarter, Wes, it's going to be fourth and short for the Titans here. Do you think Mike Vrabel might roll the dice inside his own 50-yard line, or do you think they're going to keep playing field position? Well, they're coming out of a dead ball because the end of the first quarter, as you mentioned. So maybe he does try to send the offense and see if he can get a cheap five, see if this Bengals front seven will jump a little bit. Currently, the live price at BetMGM, we're now seeing the Bengals as the favorite up 6 nothing, minus 2.5, 42.5 on the total, minus $1.50 on the money line, take back on Tennessee at plus 120. So I think, you know, why not uh, send your offense out there and see if you can get them to jump. I do not expect that, that Mike Vrabel is going to go for it here fourth and three from the 47. I know people are going to call for him to do that. I don't think he's going to do that. I think he likes, except for that one busted play that Jamar Chase yeah. made where he made that nice catch and made Fulton the defensive back miss. They've pretty much kept Cincinnati at bay. The pass rush has been getting home. Joe Burrow, I believe, has already been sacked three times for 17 yards. I think Mike Vrabel is going to punt coming out of break here. All right, we'll see what he does. And when we come back, we will do a little buy, sell, or hold in the NFC and who we think is going to win before that conference kicks off their games today and tomorrow. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Playoff season, it's here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted dot specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook. He is at Mandalay Bay. And Wes, we just saw the Bengals take a timeout. 14 minutes to go here in the second quarter. But on the second down play, 
We saw Janoris Jenkins, Jack Rabbit, had a ball thrown right to him mm -hmm. for an easy pick six, and he drops it. So it could have been a potential game changer. Joe Burrow, not sure if he thought his receiver is going to keep running the slant, but both quarterbacks right now, look, all Joe Burrow yeah. really had was that screen pass to Chase, and he made a play. Both quarterbacks look nervy so far here, Wes. Yeah, and on the Tennessee side, uh, it's Ryan Anhill take the TE out of the game because he is not finding the tight ends where he scrambled there and he could have found the open tight end there for a first down on that last drive, but elected to run was uh, three yards short here as the Cincinnati Bengals going to have a third and six here deep in their own territory. And it looks Higgins. like uh, yep. no, first yeah. down. First down to T, and, and Wes, that's big for the Bengals because, again, we're playing that field position game. We mentioned and, and wondered openly here on VEASAN whether or not Vrabel would go for it in the fourth and two from his 47. He elected to punt again, pinned him down again to the 12-yard line. That's exactly what happened in the last drive, which led to the Jamar Chase big play, and now the Bengals have moved it out of the shadow of their own goal line again up to about their own 35. So even though the Titans are winning the field position battle, Wes, the Bengals are making enough plays here to keep some drives going and then kind of reflip the field here as they get stuffed on first down. Yeah, the Titans have done absolutely nothing so far offensively. Updated price at BetMGM, minus two and a half, minus a dollar five on Cincinnati as they do get a loss here on first down. 42 and a half, the current total at BetMGM, dollar 40 on Cincinnati, plus 115 on Tennessee. Nice stop there by Long. And look, we this is something that we're going to talk about really throughout the game. And then uh, 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 Brady and James that follow us. Cincinnati running again on first down and getting stopped in the backfield and having to start with the loss of yardage. Yeah, you can't start off your plays with running plays and lose three yards, but that's what the Bengals did there. So second and long here uh, inside of the 30-yard line is they're going to have third and long once again. That Titan defense looks formidable right now up front. Let's go over to the NFC very quickly in the odds because the NFC obviously has not kicked off their side of the playoff slate. The Packers will do better with the Niners. You can understand why the Niners are the long shot to get to the Super Bowl and represent the conference in the Super Bowl. They are plus 550 right now. The Rams at plus 400, and I know you've got a ticket in hand for the Rams to, to not only get there, but to win the Super Bowl, I do believe. Uh, and you see plus 600 here uh, to, to win the conference. And then also the Buccaneers, a, a small price on that board as well, around plus 210. And the Packers, the favorite at plus 150. What do you make of those numbers, Wes? And do you think there is still value on the Buccaneers? I do not. At this point, when you're getting down to like four teams, this might be a little bit where you want to do, if you can do that money line rollover parlay, that's probably the way I would do it. And I would try to, you know, get the math to see if it works out a little bit. Uh, look, I still, I, I like the Rams tomorrow and I've already betted at plus three and you're starting to see those threes disappear mm -hmm. and you're going to get casual, if you want to call it public support, whatever it is, that doesn't mean that's going to be wrong necessarily. They're going to get it right at least around 50% of the time. I mean, when we talk about, oh, the public's on this, the, the public today isn't what they were in the 1980s That's right. or what they were in the 1990s. You now have internet. You now have, you know, this, this digital revolution where information travels fast, where, you know, Joe Blow gets the information at the same time as somebody like Mike Peranio or any bookmaker mm -hmm. behind the counter. They're getting the information at the exact same time. It used to be those guys back there had the edge because they could get the the 
information before you could. So, and they knew, and they had different ways to get it. Now we can all get it at the same time. But anyway, on this, look, I think Tampa Bay is going to continue to get most of the casual support here. And we talked about it with Mike Peranio, the aforementioned uh, Mandalay Bay Racing Sports Director here. It is a little pro versus Joe-ish a little bit because you did see some wise guys come in on the ranch plus three. They weren't waiting for a three and a half because it never really showed anywhere. Right. And and I thought maybe there was a chance it could have, or you would have had maybe Tampa Bay as what I call a strong three, like laying minus three minus a dollar twenty, laying minus three minus a dollar twenty-five, where you can take the Rams plus three at even money instead of at the standard vig of minus one ten. But I do like the Rams here in this spot, and I took them earlier in the week, so they would obviously be my choice for those odds to win NFC at 4-1. to one. I've already got a ticket for them for the Super Bowl at 15-1, to one, but I think that they're the team that maybe is kind of getting a little bit ignored here. I think that they got... I, I, I think Arizona is getting a little bit more of like the blame for the Rams win instead of the Rams getting more of the credit. This is a good team, and what I like that the Rams have done now is getting Cam Akers back because they finally, for the first time this season, have a kind of a one-two punch in the backfield. Right. We know what Sony Michelle is. I know we were talking with Doug Kayed of uh, Pro Football Focus earlier this week, and he made this point: is that Sony Michelle from Doug's time watching him in New England cover the Patriots, you know, he's kind of like a base hit guy. He's a guy that moves the chains, doesn't really bust a lot of runs, even though he busted a 35-yarder on the first play from scrimmage in the Monday night game, uh, playoff game against Arizona. But Cam Akers is more of that home run right. hitter. And I think having him and then having a guy combining him with Sony Michelle as kind of the guy that keeps the ball in play, moves the chains, that takes pressure off Matthew Stafford, who had some turnover issues late in the season. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And by the way, by working him in and getting Cam Akers back in the regular season towards the tail end, and so it's not like the Derrick Henry scenario where we're seeing today where, and I know they didn't have the same situations, right? I mean, Tennessee got a bye, so maybe Derrick Henry would have gone if they were not the number one overall seed. But it did seem like they were working him back in for this reason, to have that one-two punch. You're right. And that's what Sean McVay, when they're really successful, they run the ball really well in L.A. So let's see if they can do that tomorrow in Tampa Bay. Very quickly, let's flip it over to the AFC side. And obviously, the, the value on the Bengals is going to be gone. It's not going to be there what it was pre-flop today, which was plus 550 uh, for the Bengals to represent the conference in the Super Bowl. The Titans were the surprise because they were plus 325. And those odds might be going in the opposite direction now as they still trail 6-0. They do have the football back with 11 minutes to go here before halftime. But you can understand why it feels like the Chiefs and the Bills, most people, at least in the betting public's eyes, say that is the de facto AFC title game. Right, and the Bills are my Super Bowl team for the AFC, but I do kind of like the Chiefs a little bit in the spot, so I'm all I've done is a little bit of hedge on this game with the Chiefs at the small money line to hedge out of that Bills Super Bowl future because I do believe that the Bills get the win. Number one, they would get Cincinnati coming to Buffalo if Cincinnati continues to win here, and they're up 6-0, 11-17 left to go with a fresh first down now in the, uh, or actually Tennessee has the ball, but Cincinnati's still up 
six to nothing, but you know, and then we know that Buffalo lost at Tennessee earlier this year. They were off that big win against Kansas City, and Buffalo kind of got overpriced that, okay, this is the best team in the AFC, and then Tennessee was able to get there, and Tennessee was a home underdog, mind you, in that game, and I think that they would be, again, probably a little bit less, but I would think that the Bills, let's say they get it done against Kansas City and Tennessee gets it done this afternoon, I would think the Bills would be somewhere around three for an AFC championship game against Tennessee. So, you know, that's basically what I did. I think the Bills look like they're playing the best football, but I think the Chiefs also looking very good, especially at home. And we know that defense at home has been really good. Those numbers were a little deceptive last week because Pittsburgh got a couple garbage scores. The six games before that, the Kansas City Chiefs were only allowing 10.2 points a game at home. I would fully expect Buffalo is going to get more than 10.2 tomorrow after uh, tomorrow evening. But nevertheless, uh, that's kind of really the way I personally played that game. But I mean, I think the Chiefs and the Bills are the two best teams. I know that that's been kind of the national media narrative, but I think that that narrative so far has been right. Yeah, you know, very quickly to update what's going on here in Tennessee, West. Big play from Ryan Tannehill to A.J. Brown, and he gets the ball. Now they've got a third and short at about the 35-yard line of Cincinnati. But on the play action and on the big reception, Tannehill took a shot. And as they were running down the field on the long pass play, you could see some a hitch in the giddy-up, shall we say, mm-hmm. here. So, Wes, maybe mm-hmm. something we have to keep an eye on here for Ryan Tannehill. Again, nine and a half minutes to go. They've got a third and short here as they're trying to get points on the board. And it looks like they're going to have uh, a first down now at about the 32-yard line of Cincinnati. Tannehill looked good on that quick throw. But, again, just something to keep an eye on now. I know these are tough guys, but that was a shot that he took, and he definitely was limping uh, on his way back to the huddle, but the Titans have their best drive of the game to date. So, I'm going to take a quick timeout, and when we come back, I'm going to be joined by the host of the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sean Green, and get his place for the weekend, West, and see what he likes for the other three games, and of course, the one in progress. We'll update those numbers and see if Tennessee can get on the board. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander and Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, Long Shots, First Strike, and many more. They're all free and available now at VSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds this is betting across America. Wes, we got drama right now. Tennessee Mm -hmm. is on the board. And not only are they on the board, but I believe let's see if they got held short. Six six. And then after a penalty for too many men on the field, they decide to take the point of the extra point off the board, run Derrick Henry from about the one, and it looks like he Mm -hmm. comes up just a little bit short. So we have a 6-6 tie. 
Yeah, I, I, I felt that that Vrabel and company that they were going to do that because, you know, we, we know kind of the fact that you put this at the one-yard line. It's like, okay, I'm going to trust my offensive line rather than my kicker because these extra points have been moved back to where they're now like 35-yard kicks. So we know when we do the green zone, uh, when we've oh, done yeah. it all these Sundays through the regular season, we're getting at least four or five missed extra points. So they're not gimmies, you know. So, like, when you say, oh, that's a gimme point here, not necessarily so. So that's why. He elected to go ahead and do that. Derrick Henry stopped. By the way, Derrick Henry was the touchdown, as you, as you called it. So now all tied at six. Six minutes left to go. Titans minus two and a half, minus a dollar twenty. Forty-two and a half on the total, minus one fifty-five for the money line, plus a dollar and a quarter on the Bengals. Yeah, I believe that's plus four fifty for a first touchdown of the game for Derrick Henry. Any type touchdown was about minus one eighty-five. So cash those tickets if you have the king. Derek Henry. Let's get to one of our favorite guests here that we have in the Green Zone, certainly across our Visa network. He is Sean Green. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Sean T. Green, the host of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Sean, great to have you back. Before we talk uh, nuts and bolts football here, were you doing some stand-up comedy? And if so, how did it go? Yes, yes. I also do some uh, stand-up comedy. It was a really good show downtown Los Angeles. I, uh, I have an album out called This Loss Hurts Us All. It's uh, something my dad yelled after an Eagles loss. Uh, so if you're if you're into sports, if you're into stand-up, I think I think you'll enjoy the story. It was uh, my dad went on a rant after an Eagles loss. It was one of the last of the Chip Kelly era. So uh, a lot of that made it into the act. And uh, yeah, I crowbar a lot of sports stuff into my stand-up as well. What a, I I can't wait to check it out. This loss hurts us all is a fantastic title, moniker, whatever. So I cannot wait to hear the whole story next time you're up. On on stage, come to Vegas, and Wes and I will show up. Let's get to your your plays that you like for the weekend, and I do want to start with today because I know you were on the Titans uh, laying that three and a half earlier in the week. We saw the money go up to four, four and a half in some spots here. Six all where we stand about six minutes ago before halftime. Do you feel better now by watching the defense of the Titans really control this game up front? Yeah, no, I mean, again, that's part of the reason I, I really like the Titans on the side at minus three and a half. I thought they'd be able to get pressure against Joe Burrow. I mean, Burrow is the type of quarterback, he almost dares you to blitz him because he hangs back there for a long time, and then he throws against uh, shorter numbers because you're bringing the heat. Now, Tennessee can get pressure without blitzing, and I think that's big, and the fact that they've been able to do that so far is huge. We've already overcome an ugly early uh, Tannehill uh, turnover, so I'm feeling pretty good and certainly that drive by the Titans offense they needed that they needed to get uh, Derrick Henry in the end zone so I feel a lot better after seeing them score. Sean, uh, going quickly to the second game here, it is 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. Packers, biggest favorite on the board of the four games last weekend. Favorites obviously did very well, went 5-1, and one, so better is going back to the well. But you're not going ahead and doing it for this game and actually lean your side here. You like the 49ers getting the six. Yep, yep. I'm on the 49ers getting the six. Again, I mean, San Francisco as a dog, you know, 26 and 18 against the spread under Kyle Shanahan. Jimmy G in particular, as a dog, has been great. 14 and 4 against the spread, but more importantly, 13 and 5 outright. And I know some people are worried about the Jimmy G shoulder injury, the Jimmy G thumb injury. I think in a weird way, it helps the 49ers. It reminds them that, hey, 
We got here by running the ball, pound Elijah Mitchell, give Debo Samuel those extra looks, and then you got Joe, uh, you know, you got Bosa on the other end. I almost called him Joey Bosa, but uh, <laughs> Nick Bosa on the other end. He's healthy. He's a go. I, I think they can ugly this game up and keep it close. All right, we've seen that total come down a little bit too. It's down to 47 and a half. Expecting really frigid temperatures uh, later on tonight at Lambeau Field. Let's get to the Sunday slate here, Sean, and I'm very interested because it does feel like we had Mike perennial on earlier with Wes over at Mandalay Bay. And we mentioned maybe a Joe's versus pro scenario here with the Bucks and the Rams here. Maybe a lot of the Joes might be on the Rams and some of the Sharps might be on the Bucks. You're clearly a Sharp here. Why do you like the Bucks in this scenario? Well, you know, every, the, the storyline so far has been the the Tampa Bay offensive line injuries. You're, you're uh, the center Jensen and Tristan Wirfs, but I, I don't think enough people are talking about Andrew Whitworth of the Rams being out. And this Tampa Bay defense is healthy. They're flying all over the field. You got Jason Pierre-Paul coming back. But really, for me, this is more a bet against Matt Stafford on the road. Mm-hmm. He's been dealing with a lot uh, that nagging back injury, and you've seen him kind of fall apart in that game against Minnesota, that game against the Ravens. He threw five picks in those two games where he had to get on a plane. One of those was a pick six. I think he's not going to be able to get away with that against a very good Tampa Bay defense. So this, to me, is more about Matt Stafford. If you can go on the road and win a playoff game against Tom Brady in his house, my hat's off to you, but I, I just don't see it. Dave uh, and uh, Sean, by the way, quick update here. Of course, we did see Tennessee went from the two from the one-yard line. I've got some numbers here. If you go back to 2001, because obviously when you get this decision, you hear opinions from both sides. A two-pointer from the two-yard line is 48.5%. A two-pointer from the one-yard line is 62.4%. So the numbers concurred with Mike Vrabel. The result did not. We're now tied at six with about five minutes left to go in the first half. Uh, Tennessee with that Henry touchdown did tie it up. Sean, let's go to the other side of the AFC ledger here. It is Bills and Chiefs, and we've been hearing all week, hey, this is the de facto AFC championship game between these two teams. Obviously, the winner of this game is going to have other ideas, but we know the Bills took it to them in the first meeting. What do you think is going to be different this time around? Well, you know, I, I think what's going to be different, and I, and I am on the Bills catching a couple points there, maybe on the square side, but I, I just love the focus of Josh Allen. I love the idea that they have a legit running game now with Devin Singletary, and, you know, it, it's really hard to pick apart this Chiefs team and to find a bunch of flaws, but you look at how they started that game against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They were sloppy. They gave up a defensive touchdown to Watt. I just think this, this Buffalo team is dialed in. They're focused, and again, I had Buffalo Buffalo winning the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season, so maybe at my future uh, on the Buffalo Bills is kind of blinding me here, but I, I, I just think they're the best, most rounded, uh, well-rounded team, especially their defense. I think is a lot better than the Chiefs' defense. It's going to be a tough spot to go in and upset Patrick Mahomes, but uh, I'm on the Bills here. All right, I, I am as well, Sean. I'm one of those ticket holders with you. I uh, got them midseason about 10 to 1 where they were faltering a little bit to win the Super Bowl. Uh, very quickly, to the, to the total there, because obviously you expect a ton of points. Is there any chance that we get surprised and we see more defense uh, than maybe I, I'm sure what, what the general public is expecting? Because right now, 53 and a half still, no matter how you slice it in a playoff game, pretty high total. 
Yeah, and you expect it to be kind of chilly. Uh, that didn't really seem to stop the Bills. They've had three of the last four games. They haven't even punted, which, again, you know, you can you can throw stones at some of the competition there. But uh, I, you know, gun to my head, picking a side here, I would go the under just because the public is loving uh, the over and they're all over it. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if the defense uh, comes up for both teams, in particular Buffalo. And then, you know, we've certainly seen Josh Allen turn the ball over in opportune times. So. A couple turnovers here, uh, you know, a, a couple bad punts. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we get an under here. All right, Sean Green, uh, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. Follow him on Twitter, as I do at Sean T. Green. Again, the loss hurts us all. I, 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 absolutely hysterical. Yes. Do you remember exactly which what game it was for the Eagles with Chip Kelly that led your dad to? Oh to, yeah, what, yeah, which game? It was, it was a Sunday night one against the Cards. It was a primetime game. It was that first game where we heard about David Johnson. He went off. I think it was like 42-17. It was really ugly. That and the is... whole ride home, he just kept yelling, this loss hurts us all. It's one of the best stories I've heard. So if you have uh, a crazy sports dad, I, I, I think you'll enjoy it. Absolutely can't wait. Hey, Sean, appreciate the time. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll catch up again soon. All right, you too. All right, I guess. Gentlemen, we've got a developing situation here. About two and a half minutes to go, the Bengals, Jamar Chase, there goes that man again, Wes. If there's one mm-hmm. guy that Tennessee is not stopping right now, Bengals cannot run the ball with Joe Mixon. This feels like all, you know, get it to T. Higgins, get it to Jamar Chase, uh, and the Bengals now are back in scoring territory. T. Higgins fumbled the football. Guess who picked it up? Jamar Chase. He's been everywhere as we're going to reach the two-minute warning here in a 6-6 game. Yeah, Titans now minus one and a half, 40 and a half at BetMGM. But obviously, Cincinnati going to try to score. They're going to take this down to the two-minute warning, but they want to leave the least amount of time That's possible right. for Tennessee, who does have three timeouts reigning. All right, when we come back, I'm going to talk more about the second game, the Niners and the Packers. Come on back. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer in the NFL playoffs. Simply place a $10 money on wager on any game, and if either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy the playoffs like never before and earn MLife rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if either team simply scores a touchdown in the game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America. Brady Cannon, James Green is going to take it away at the top of the hour. But the Bengals here, inside of two minutes, West before halftime, a third and mm-hmm. 14 here as Joe Burrow is running for his life once again. He's going to get sacked again. Back to the 36-yard line. So McPherson now another long field goal try. And Tennessee, I believe, has used all three timeouts here on yes. defense. And it looks like they're going to have still a minute 40 to go, even if this field goal, this long field goal attempt upcoming will be good. So we'll find out. But yeah. Tennessee's got another crack to score here. Yeah, by the way, fourth and 26 from the 36-yard line. So Mike Vrabel, I think, absolutely makes the right moves taking timeouts here mm. on defense because, look, this is going to be a long field goal. So timeout, 140 left to go. Now that leaves you none on offense. But current price at BetMGM, minus 2.5, minus $1.20 on Tennessee, 38.5 in terms of the total. That is now frozen with the field goal attempt upcoming. But Tennessee absolutely, I think, played that right. Look, in Cincinnati, once they got that big gain from Higgins that Chase eventually recovered the the uh, fumble. They were kind of in that no man's land where it's like they got to get points, but they want to run time down. By the way, McPherson is on nine of eleven this year, leads wow. the league from fifty yards plus. So we'll see if he can go ahead and continue that. This is going to be a fifty-four yarder, and this kick is going to be good. Nine-six Cincinnati. So Tennessee not going to have any timeouts, but about a minute and a half to try to get some points on the board. I don't know if you can win an NFL playoff game kicking field goals from a rookie. But this kid is pretty money, and again, it's still one of the funniest things. I know it wasn't funny for him in the Green Bay game in the regular season where he kicked it and celebrated like the game was over in overtime, not realizing it went wide. But West, 54 yards, they're lucky they've got this kid right now because that's all the offense they've had in the first half. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Evan McPherson now three for three on his kicks. It is nine to six. Bengals minus a, uh, one and a half, 46 and a half on the total. I did want to answer a question okay. that we got forwarded uh, by one of our listeners before we get to the end, uh, main part of the segment here. This was from Jeff Levine, one of our subscribers. Just wanted a clarification of the rules. If when it scrimmage from the one-yard line, like we know that we mentioned that Cincinnati got a penalty right. and the Titans elected to go for two yep. at the one-yard line, and we talked about the percentages being better uh, in the last segment, but if Tennessee gets called from a penalty standpoint there, could, he asked, could they have the option to switch back to PAT five yards but further back than usual, or would they then have to try from two at the six-yard line? Tennessee still has the option there, assuming the, you know the Bengals are obviously going to take the penalty if Tennessee gets an infraction, so it would have been further back That's right. in terms of the extra point, so it would have been five yards further back 
than than the normal. But they could have elected to go for two if they so wanted to from the six-yard line, but obviously not as high a percentage of play as going for it from the one. It's a great point because it doesn't reset, right? And I think that's the question right. here. Once they get it at the one, if they had an infraction at that point, it would go back to the six to try that two-point attempt or, to your point, go back to the original on a scrimmage for the extra point attempt and back them up five from there. So, again, they did take the point off the off the uh, scoreboard because the kick was mm-hmm. good on the 12 men on the field for the Bengals, moved it up to the one, and Derrick Henry was stopped just an inch short. But, you know, I'm with you, Wes. The percentages, that I think you said, was 62% from the one-yard line of yeah. it being good. And when you've got Derrick Henry, I don't know how you argue with that decision by yeah, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Off. And I know, you know, people will kind of say, well, that was a free point. Well, not necessarily because if you maybe kick it again, it could get blocked or right. you could miss it. So the percentages say so. And when you do, like you said, have a 2,000-yard running back, yeah. the guy who was the best running back in the league behind a pretty good offensive line, look, credit the Bengals. They made the stop there. But Cincinnati, a uh, little bit over a minute and a half to go here, rather, for Tennessee on offense. Tennessee was laying three in the first half and three minus $1.15 here at BetMGM. So first half backers obviously needing a touchdown rather than a uh, Randy Bullock kick. The sweat is on for first half players of Cincinnati and or Tennessee. Let's get to the other game today. And we're seeing some money come in here now on the Niners a little bit. Down to five and a half here. I'm seeing five over my shoulder at Circa Sportsbook. So it feels like there is some late money coming in on the Niners. Don't know how much more to move before we get to kickoff here. And the total 47 and a half. I've seen some 47s out there as well. Eight degrees is what we're forecasting here. Uh, winds about five to ten miles per hour at Lambeau Field. And hey, we're not Willard Scott or Al Roker up here, you know, doing the weather. <laughs> but you know, it, it is. You do have to take that into account for your handicap here, Wes. So. It's going to be bitterly cold tonight here in Lambeau Field. Does that factor into the handicap at all? Because we know the Niners love to run the ball. And by the way, the Packers can run some too. Yeah, not as much maybe for me. I think maybe uh, I don't want to say this is much ado about nothing because we don't know how Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb is going to feel in this cold weather. But I think a lot has been made of, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's not used to playing in the cold. I mean, he did play at Eastern Illinois and grew up in cold weather. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers, one of the great cold weather quarterbacks ever, grew up in California. So (laughs) so go figure. So I think that that gets a little bit overplayed here. I do think that San Francisco is going to try to run the ball a little bit more. I don't think it's going to be as pronounced as that 2019 NFC Championship game where the 49ers ran it like 40-some-odd times for about 280 yards and change, and Jimmy G only was 6 of 8 for 75 yards. I would fully expect that Jimmy G is going to throw more than 8 passes, but I think if Jair Alexander comes back, and I haven't seen if he's active or not. I know he was questionable a game-time decision, as was Dave David Bakhtiari on the offensive line. We know Zadarius Smith is going to be back at linebacker, so that can only help I think the Green Bay defense, especially against the run, where they're 27th in rush defense DVOA this season, and we kind of saw second to last week of the regular season, Cleveland Browns kind of set the blueprint that hey, you can run straight up the middle on these guys, and the 49ers even more diverse with their running game than are the Green Bay Packers, because they can use Debo Samuel, because they can use Jawan Jennings. You see them use him 
him on end arounds as well. You could use Debo either off the end, end there, or you can use him in the backfield. So, and we know that Elijah Mitchell has kind of emerged as that number one uh, running back out there in San Francisco. So he's going to get the bulk of the carries, but that's what it's going to depend on. One of the reasons I do like the under for this game is because if you go based on pace of play, and I'm talking like seconds per play, mm -hmm. the San Francisco 49ers in the regular season rated 30th out of 32 teams. Who rated last 32nd? That was the Green Bay Packers, I believe, 31.3 seconds of play. This is not a no-huddle, up-tempo offense. This is an offense that takes its time. Aaron Rodgers wants to make sure he's got the personnel right and the play right. So I think pace of play could matter here, and I think that will help you if you're an underbacker because you do not have two really fast, up-tempo offenses. We kind of talked about that in the discussion of the Rams-Bucks game tomorrow. What concerned me if I like the under, and that was my initial lean, but I didn't bet it, was is Tampa Bay, because of these offensive line issues and what Sean Green also pointed out in our last segment, the Rams' offensive line issues with Andrew Whitworth, are you going to see these two teams, because they're not quite kosher and 100% on the offensive line, are you going to see a quicker tempo, three-step dropping out, and that leads to more points, obviously, because that leads to more possessions and, and more plays and, and, you know, maybe not drifting the play clock down to close to zero, which I think you're going to see in tonight's game with the 49ers and backers. All right, very interesting development here in Tennessee. The Bengals, two incomplete passes by Tennessee led to a third and ten. Tannehill takes off, gets nine. So the Bengals use their last time out. Fourth and one at your own 34. You don't expect Mike Vrabel to go for it. He didn't. So he punched the football back. About a minute to play before halftime here. I wonder now, neither team, Wes, has a timeout. Do you think Zach Taylor takes a shot and says, hey, they don't have a timeout, so I can really take a first down shot, right? And even if it's incomplete, I can always run the ball and they can't stop it and run 45 seconds off the clock. So it kind of feels like a yeah. freebie coming here for the Bengals. Yeah, it feels like maybe a screen pass is coming, a dump off. So obviously, uh, don't if, if the offensive line is letting you in on a screen play, don't fall for it because you might have a screen or a little dump off to mix in or perhaps even like a little bubble screen to Jamar Chase. And we saw him take that 57 yards earlier. It just takes one man to miss on the tackle, and then he's off to the races. So that's what I think probably the play call is going to be unless they elect to just hand it off like you mentioned. But as you mentioned, 9-6, left to go. Bengals minus 1.5, 39.5 currently at BetMGM. All right, James Salinas and uh, Brady Cannon are going to take over for us here in just a couple of minutes. But we do want to thank our guests today, Sean Green, David Gascon, Mike Peronio, and, of course, the Double J, Jeff Jarrett, guitar in hand on the way to New York City. Uh, Wes, see you tomorrow right back here for the Green Zone. And rest of the, uh, enjoy the rest of the action today. We'll see you tomorrow right back here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.